0: 8 to 10 pm, the viewpoint with Asraf Gada. The viewpoint with Asraf Gadda.
1: A significant goal uh, at the World Cup, and it's come uh, sadly. Uh, in favour of the Russians. Russia won Egypt 0 no, and on goal. Goodness, that's probably the fourth or fifth own goal in the World Cup. I would think the own goal is the current top scorer of the tournament. Doesn't help Egypt scores. Uh, they've got another 40 minutes. I guess if they lose, they're just about completely out of it. If they draw, they will be hanging on by a thread. Let's see how they find back. Updates from Muhammad Ali uh, right throughout the second half, we will certainly give you. Now, we're going to talk about race. Uh, it's been very topical. Uh, Leon Loewes certainly expressed to himself about the moment you are expected to think in a certain way because of your ethnicity. And people expect that that's that's racial, that's racial, being racist towards you. You think with your brain, not because of where you come from. It's an interesting thought. That's his opinion. There's been many others. There's been the pronouncements today around what happened or didn't happen around the Ashwin Willems story uh, via that, that super-sport uh, rugby um the presentation that happened and then he walked out. There's been the the, the lady who used a K-word on a plane and was kicked off a plane. Uh, there's been Julius Malema's pronouncements around the what he called most Indians are racist and I'm just paraphrasing. Uh, and there's been the issue of uh, Floyd Chivambo before that saying um, Isma Mamounia undermines African leadership. There's been a whole lot more. We're not going to get into the nitty gritties of those specifically. but Let's get that right. The, we talk big picture. So what's the big picture in terms of What's the issue really around racism? How, what, do you, what do you understand by what is racism or what is being racist? And very importantly, although we may differ on, on what it really is, we accept there's a, there's a racial problem that we have and we've had in our country. Very importantly, therefore, then how do we deal with it? How do we deal with racism in our country? The show is called The Viewpoint, and, and it spells it out. Guests have a viewpoint. You have a viewpoint. Use yours, okay? 0891-104207. SMS 40938. Tweets, as per always, Sfm Viewpoint. Tag me, Ashraf Ghanda. Tag Sfm Radio. So two guests who are going to give us some answers here, uh, certainly their opinions. Michael Morris is the head of media at the Institute for Race Relations. Michael, appreciate your time. Hi. Pleasure.
2: Hi there.
1: Thank you, uh, thank you for joining us, Michael. Uh, Zakir is the communications officer at the Ahmad Kathrada Foundation. Zakir, good chatting to you. Hi. Good day. Good day, uh, Good
3: evening to all the listeners.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much. Right, Michael. Let, let me start with you on this issue. So that question I asked: How, how do we understand what what is what is racism when we talk about this? You know, racism. What, what, what do we understand by that? Great. I think
4: probably the the um, the, the, the sort of critical definition for me would be to cast doubt on the integrity or the, the dignity of, of, of anyone else on the simplistic and imprecise basis of their racial origins. I think that's, that's pretty much what it is. It's, you know, one attaches all kinds of offensive meanings to to that uh, simplistic or, or imprecise designation. Um, I think that, you know, it, obviously racism covers quite a broad range of things, but it essentially boils down to taking the appearance of somebody and assigning... And meaning to it, which is demeaning, and and, and okay, uh, which I'm, means I'm you different. could be you could
1: be demeaning to another person, not on the basis of race, but racism is when you use what, however demeaning you may be, when you bring a race issue in forming an opinion or a behaviour towards that person, that's being racist. Is that is that what you say?
4: Indeed, indeed, it's kind of based on it's just based on the, the accidental fact of their birth, you know, which is it's completely irrational and completely unfair. Um, we know that, that the race is a very powerful construct it it it, it doesn't exist in you know it, 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 um, genetically there's no there's no gene for race um and principally it's not something that anyone chooses it's this is how we are born um and 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 it's 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 irrational and, and demeaning to assign um you know, some kind of meaning to
1: that. Okay. Z- 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 Zakharavani, just your thoughts on that, just in terms of understanding what is what is racism?
3: Well, I think the Katrara Foundation um, considers the issue of race to be something broader than just the color of skin. Um, so it's the broadest form of discrimination um, that one could level against another individual based on their race, based on their ethnicity, based on their religion, um, based on where they come from. Um, So it's a wide variety of things that you use to discriminate against another person. We believe that racism can be personal, so it can be between two people. Um, It can be systematic. That means it can be employed on a large-scale basis through policies, um, through the way certain institutions are run, for example. Um, And that it doesn't have to be um, limited to a particular group or a particular ethnicity. Anyone is capable of racism so i think it's a very broad concept of race in South Africa bearing in mind that there are various intersectionalities between things like race gender class etc
1: okay interesting point doesn't have to be restricted to a certain group because there's a counter argument in south africa and many other parts of the world that black people can't be racist that's just part of the of the discussion we'll have for the next 45 minutes oh wait let's then pick it up from the from the institute of race relations and michael your your thoughts then in terms of You know what do we understand about the the level of racial incidents in our country and the level of racial debate that's currently taking place in our country compared to say two other periods? One is the period before apartheid ended, let's say 1989, 88. The other maybe you know around 95, uh, 2000. Right. Um, I think two two points
4: um, worth making there, maybe three. Um, The first is is, is, is that our research shows, in fact, that that, that South Africa's social fabric is is on the whole sound. You know, people um, uh, have have positive attitudes about one another's groups. Um, Very high percentages in our industries and polls um, show that that all South Africans believe they all need each other for the country to progress and sound. Um, And there are are obviously variances in that. But, But on the whole our research indicates that our social fabric is sound. And I I would almost suggest that, you know, if you think about your daily life, for the most part, um, you're dealing with all kinds of people from very different sectors of society, um, and without there being any sense that you're at risk of being uh, uh, demeaned or that you uh, you feel compelled to to identify their race in any way, Um, uh, our normal life is actually... Fairly, fairly, um, fairly, moderate, and self Africans generally cooperative in nature. I think the key thing, which is probably in a sense almost a positive thing, is that because we are now living in a much freer society than before. Um, we do say things, we do say what we think, and 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 we and we express ourselves much more freely, and that that is really a positive thing. You know, we, we 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 do feel that the. The 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 virtue of free speech is that is that we are in fact exposed to offensive ideas or ideas that we find offensive. It's not it's not a it's not a question of our celebrating gratuitously offensive opinion. But in a society that's free, it's a condition that you are required to to be exposed to offensive ideas. Otherwise, it's not a free society. And South Africans, I think, also um, have a very healthy uh, approach to. To speaking out and also to challenging opinions that they they disagree with and to calling out those who are um, who, who they find either offensive or, or you know okay so so a th- quick th- thought
1: th- before th- I get to Zaku and the callers as well there, there's been a thought and I heard what you said about a free society because so we can't we can't express ourselves and and there's no clampdown on media thank goodness for that but but do you get a sense therefore that with not just media but also with social media that that are we more racist than ever, or is it simply a case of the 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 amplification of what we always have been in the last 20 30 years is is now being heard uh far broader, far wider. Yes, probably. Well, I... I
4: mean, social. Sorry, I'm, uh, I'm
1: sorry. All right, no. Well, let's do this. Okay, Mike, Mike go first, Michael, and I'll get Zakir's thoughts as well. Go ahead, Michael. I'm,
4: I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Um, yeah, I mean, social media is a is a is a strange, a strange beast in a way. It's a sort of tantrum corner of society, <clears throat> um, and, and I often wonder whether the, the people who say the things that they do on social media um, go out into the shops and and uh, and you know, stop at the garage. And I, I'm sure that in, in those engagements, they, they're probably quite different. They, you know, they, their behaviour is probably quite different. They wouldn't dream of saying half the things they say on social media. So it, it is quite an odd um phenomenon and it's quite difficult to, to to sort of judge. But certainly in terms of the the, res- the responses to our surveys, um uh, which are very extensive and and, and, and and very professionally done, um suggest that, that um that the social fabric is, is not as, as bad as the social media suggests.
1: Okay. Let's just hold it. I'll get to Zaki Ravani just a second. And the call is Colin, Lawrence Peter, I wanna get your thoughts on Dealing with racism and what is racism and what more needs to be done. SAFM 104 to 107
5: nationwide, leading the conversation.
1: Let's get to another race of sorts—not to win the World Cup, but the issue of race and racism and what to do about it. I will, I'm going to get to the calls in a minute, but I want to get Zakir Ravanis' thoughts on that point. That is the—are we becoming more racist, or is it simply that we're just hearing it a lot clearer than before?
3: Well, I think. Um, it's a bit of both. It would be difficult to say that South Africans are getting uh, more racist when we do have statistics that are showing us that there is further integration in various parts of society. Um, yet, on the other hand, I think that the deep-seated racism that may have remained post that may have remained after nineteen ninety four is still um, something that's entrenched in our society. So, what we found is the Anti Racism Network, which is a large network of organisations which the foundation is part of and together we've decided to take on racism um, with a more broader national perspective, we found that post-1994 not much was done to purposefully eradicate racism within society. So a lot of was done by government to try and bring about reconciliation, um, but actually within communities to try and bridge the divide that was there, very little was done to change people's perceptions. So I just want to give you a couple of stats from okay. the 2015 Reconciliation parameter by the Institute for Justice and Reconciliation. And the question here asks how much trust do you have in South Africans of other racial groups? So amongst African people, about 70% of, of, of the, the respondents say that they have little to no trust in other race groups. From among the white racial groups, 58% says that they have no trust in other race groups. Indians? almost 70% says no trust in other race groups. Um, colored people, 62% say almost 63% no trust in other racial groups. And in total, 67.3% of the overall number of people interviewed said that they have little to no trust in Mm. other race groups. And I think this gives us a very stark, uh, it's a stark reminder that there's a lot of work to be done in South Africa to try and improve race, race relations and it leads people's perceptions and day-to-day stereotypes that they may have.
1: And, and, and that's an interesting point. In, in terms of no trust, w- w- would that be because they've been victims of, of racism by these other groups, therefore no trust? Or, or can we say that those that have no trust, which is the majority of South Africans by your numbers, are, are therefore effectively racist because they would, they would not trust people simply on the basis of where, who they are and where they come from?
3: Again, I think it's a mixture of both. Um, on the one hand you'd have people facing day-to-day racism so um simple examples can be what the gentleman in the kulula flight faced when lady next to him mm-hmm. to text using the k-word for example um or we've seen the incident that's been in the media today where they have cops at a particular police station who claimed that for two years the k-word has been used against them by a fellow colleague um so i think it's people who have faced racism but I think it also has to do with people's own internal, um, internal ideas about racism, about their own stereotypes. Um, and it's not so much about the, the just what you have, like internal, internal sense of free supremacy, but it's also internalized oppression from people and how they deal with that. On a broader scale, I think it also has to do with issues of policy. It has to do with spatial arrangements that have remained post-apartheid. It has to do with our economy that's still largely skewed. Um, and I always give a very simple example about the legacy of apartheid. Like when I have to travel for a meeting to Johannesburg, I live in Indonesia, I have to wake up at a certain point in time at least two hours earlier To they have to go through a lot of traffic to get to town. Mm-hmm. My colleague who is African who stays in Orange Farm has to wake up three hours earlier. He has to catch two taxis to get to, to a particular point in town and then find his way to the meeting to where way it is. Yet, if we have a white colleague who is living in the town area due to the special arrangements of a passage, it's far more easier for that colleague. Probably they get up one hour earlier and, and it's easier for them to get at this meeting. Yeah, we, so am not saying that this has remained entirely... Um, but I think it is so largely the case.
1: And, and that is an important point in terms of that point made by many others that there are there are different shades of racism and perhaps there are more than 50 shades of black if I can borrow a, uh, a phrase from a very, very uh, well-known movie of, of, uh, of a similar sounding name. Let's get let's get some thoughts from you, the caller. So we're talking race and racism and let me just specify we're not looking at specific examples of some of the things I spoke about in the last couple of days that are very current affairsy. It's broader, big picture stories. What is racism? How do we deal with with racism. How do we individually and collectively handle this issue of racism? Lawrence from Port Elizabeth. Welcome to the show, Lawrence. Uh,
6: good evening. Asram. Good, good Asram, evening. Asram, you know, um, when it comes to racism, it is something that, I mean, we were born into it. I was born in 1964 and I was listening now like to, to Leon low mm-hmm. where he says now that he doesn't think with his skin. Now, yeah. is it really reasonable to uh, uh, want people to accept that we're only within 20, only like 24 years into this democracy that we must no longer speak about race? And yet everything that we do, when it comes to politics, when it comes to the media, when it comes to looking for a job, when it look, comes to looking for a tender, Everything has to do with race. So I think it is very unfair to expect that uh, with such a short period into a new democracy, into a democracy that uh, 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 that we cannot speak about um, about race. It is actually said that from government side, there is no programs to bring like your various race groups... Uh, well, like well, the, well, that's a you very know. important
1: point. You know, Should we continue thinking about race or not? And are there programs to bring people together? I must say, if you ask me today to mention three, four programs, and I'm not talking about NGOs like the uh, Race Relations Institute or the Kathrada Foundation in general for government, I'm battling to name some. Thanks for that call, Lawrence. Let's get more opinions. Colin from uh, Cape Town. Go ahead. Hi. Uh,
2: sure. good evening. Please don't cut me off. I agree with Lawrence, what he just said now. But I'm going to a different point now. How does one defy racism? Um, if a, a white guy comes to my gate for argument's sake, looking for food, mm-hmm. and I tend to bugger off mm-hmm. or someone like that, he will accept it. If a colored guy comes to my gate, I do the same. If a black person comes to my gate, I do the same. Now, I, Am I a racist person, or I just don't want them my gate. You see, now show what I'm trying to tell you. A white person addressing a black person, and the black person may not like what the white person is saying, then the first thing that comes out of his mouth, you racist. Don't shout at me, you you're racist.
1: Yeah, but you you're see, you US see, holy Colin, I mean, yes. your example you gave was a very good example, which in fact yes, is not yes, racism. Sir, but now, now we're talking about other things and you're not giving examples. I mean, I, th- so, so yours is not racism according to me, but there are many other examples when people are racist and, and, yes, and we can't yes, deny but,
2: that. But, but, Asher, but, I get many, many uh, black people coming to my gate looking for jobs and those things. I say, I have a better job. And so-and-so, I go to the gate, I give them food or something like that. And then they turn around and say, oh, I'm a racist. They turn around and say, "No, oh, you don't like black people. I say, oh, i never said that. I've, I've given you bread, I've given you food. But then they walk away from my gate, they tell me I'm racist because I'm a white person. Russia, Russia. Okay, do you, do you you see, quick one, do you, do you think you are
1: racist? When, guests, when they, when they, they tell you talk
2: that... talk about racist, racist, racist. Define racist.
1: We've spoken about it earlier on. Racist. All right, when, when, they, when sure. they tell you you're a racist, how do you respond to them very quickly? Oh, it's gone. I wanted to know what he had to say. Okay, more thoughts. Uh, Olani from Durban. Hi, welcome to the show. Olani, go ahead. Hi, Mr. Kair, how are you. Uh, good indeed. Go. Ahead. Love your thoughts. What is racism? Okay. How, how do we deal with it? I think that's that's the big issue. Good uh, day. Uh,
0: firstly, racism in our country will never end. Uh, Reason being, firstly, we still have people like the previous two callers. Nay, that that racism, racism do exist. Uh, recently, one of our Kulula, uh captain was referred to as a kafur, mm-hmm. so which we uh, we still have a bad reason of people mistaking.
1: But wh- still why do you bad. think it'll never end? You see, that disappoints me. I'm an idealist. I promise you that. I I just I believe in this world one day where we have different expressions of how we look, but we won't judge people. Uh, by by the okay. color of who they are. I mean, you are saying it that will never end. Why?
0: Okay, firstly, one of many reasons is uh, maybe it's because I grew up in an ISP ran kind of municipality mm-hmm. where now and then we're taught that white people will never like us, and I've adopted the mentality that white people will never like us. Despite my education, I still believe that the ones like us, and I've accepted the fact that white people will never like us secondly it its one of many reasons is that during the CRC we blacks, we were like white people come, let us forgive you they were they were never in a position of we've done you wrong, please we ask for your forgiveness Th- those are my two fundamental reasons
1: okay. for myself
0: to believe that white people never like us they, that is the lesson that that's a lesson that even today, I'm
1: still right. my... Okay, Kulani, got that? Got that? Never like all right, got that. You know, normally I would say, don't say all, but I think we'll just let it run in the context of what we're talking about now because that just uh, changes things. Uh, Peter from Soweto, welcome to the show. Go ahead.
5: I I, I sir. Yeah.
1: yeah, you know... Peter, Peter think, by the way... Yeah, okay, just, just go on. Sorry, go on.
5: Yeah, you know, you know, we, we're taking this thing back to what you have said, uh, and this is where this whole discussion started. And I think, you know, as out of the case, we, we are overly sensitive and um, very defensive in our approach. Because basically what Julius mentioned is the truth. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, you know, um, Indians and uh, 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 people in South Africa, I know there has been those that have contributed a lot to the struggle, okay?
1: Okay, but, but, but can I, can I interject but, you? I'll tell you why. But, we, we're not talking about one issue. We're talking about the, the, the our, our discussion is I, the big picture yeah. on racism and how do we deal with it.
5: Yeah, but, but but at the same time, you're trying to address the statement that Julius issued in terms of, you know, whether... Um,
1: you I, d- know, I don't uh, think we're looking for answers today. We, no, we're not trying to address that because then we would have had a discussion on that only. It's, it's the general issue of racism.
5: Uh, but then but then uh, we, we're missing the food, because the fundamental, okay, I th- I'm not going to say a lot then, because uh, you probably, I'm not uh, 100% uh, in line with what you're looking for. Okay. But just the, point, b- the, b- point I'm, the point I'm making is, it's very true what you just mentioned, that we were not oppressed the same. You understand what I'm saying? You I mean, think you that's, that's... A little bit more privileged yeah. in the fact that we're very nearest to the town, so we're five kilometers from Johannesburg, we're three kilometers from Pretoria, and you're a better resource. I, I, mean, I think that's absolutely that. true. I think that's yeah, correct.
1: Zakir Avadi yeah. made that point. That, like, And I'm saying there's 50 shades of black people. It, The system was created in such a way, there was a strata. So everybody was affected to different degrees, true. and there's, there's no question yeah, about yeah, the degree
5: that. Was, yeah, the degree was different. And that's where this whole this whole discussion actually okay. started. Got that. But then, you know, we, we we shouldn't spend a lot of time debating racism and trying to put this thing like, you know, covering it up with, 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 with uh, making it a product discussion. Okay. we must address the real issue more directly. Well, you know, th- that, this is true, and how do we move forward from where we are? Well, that's
1: what we all want. Thank you for that call. Exactly. Okay. Enjoyed so, your discussion uh, yeah. and, and important points raised there.
0: 8 to 10 p.m., The Viewpoint with Asraf Garda.
1: Right. Russia 3, Egypt 1. Some of the comments on the issues of racism and race. um, Zia from Polikwani saying racism goes with pride. Uh, Another, I'm a white pensioner. I picked up a pen at the municipal counter to fill in a form. The young black lady behind the counter said to me that I have to ask her permission to use the pen. An element of racial prejudice was clearly evident. So no one can tell me that blacks can't be racist. Another one, racism is simply one of a number of forms of prejudice and any human being is capable of prejudice. And the third one, uh, if a person of one race advocating genocide of all people of another race is not racism, then what is the correct term for such an attitude towards another race? My guess, however, is not just you, you and I, but we have Zaki Ravani from the Ahmed Kathrada Foundation. She's the communications officer there. And Michael Morris, who is the head of the media at the Institute for, for Race Relations. Ma- Michael, uh, perhaps... Um, Let's, let's move forward, because we've got about 12 minutes to go, right? Uh, in terms of, is it fair to say that, that the fact that we are racially classified in the, the non-racial South Africa is problematic?
4: We, we, we certainly think so. Um, and... and you know, if I could look at, just to, to sort of pick up on some of the points that have been made in the past, the past uh, you know, 10 yeah, minutes. Yeah. Um, Zachariah, I think, made a, the excellent point, and a couple of the others have hinted at it as well, that, that really what lies behind the sentiments that people carry is the lives they lead. And the fact is that the legacy of apartheid is still very much alive in our society in the socio-economic divisions, which align very closely with race, and with uh, it's it, it easily understood and exploited in terms of of, 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 of in, in racial terms, the friction, the resentment, the, the discomfort, the disaffection, and so on. And, and our feeling is very much that um, that the the, the the primary way to neutralise racism generally is through the economy and and you know, growing the economy um, uh, and and moving away from race as a measure of anything at all. Just looking at the well-being of families and households,
6: mm, mm.
4: Um, to the extent that they are able to uh, feel that they have a stake in society, which right. so many people today don't. Is that, is, so to come back to your come yep. back to your initial question, mm-hmm. one of our biggest issues is is with an empowerment policy based on race, which in fact has failed very largely to reach. The bulk of our society, we we see that as a major problem, and we have in fact devised um, an alternative which which removes race entirely, focused, focuses purely on disadvantage, and which we believe would be very effective and certainly very urgently needed.
1: And, and then then you can say there's there's four levels of advantage or disadvantage in our country, which reflects exactly what apartheid South Africa was like, isn't it?
4: Yeah, and, and and in fact, you know, if you take race away from, from disadvantage and, and use disadvantage purely as an, as an empowerment tool, the fact is most of the beneficiaries are going to be black. Mm. The reason for that is because we are living still with a very deep uh, imprint of, okay. of the past eight years.
1: It's an interesting point. It's very
4: graphically illustrated by the cure's um, description of travel times. Yeah. Um, uh, and, yeah, the daily discomfort of life.
1: Absolutely. Who, well, Let yeah, me, let me bring in then Zakir Avadi once again from the Ahmed Kathrada Foundation. What's the foundation's policy regarding race? I, I'm saying, has it not been problematic that we all were rudely awakened uh, post-27th of April where, in fact, we still had to fill in our ethnicity, which was clearly a big insult to us before?
3: Well, I mean, I mean some, a lot of people have issues with racial categorization. Um, and I mean, in some instances, I think that it may be avoidable. However, by and large, in South Africa, I think we need to look at those who are previously disadvantaged and who need to be advantaged to reach a particular uh, particular standard, to reach a particular level, where we are playing on an equal playing field. Um, Just to give a simple example, a couple of years ago, I participated in a, um, a sort of a diversity training program where we had people from different races, and the facilitator asked a set of very simple questions. Everyone is standing in a straight line, and the facilitator asked, who of you grew up with books? Who of you grew up with, with access to a computer? Um, did you have a car in your family when you were growing up? Um, how much, I mean, a things a thing that would indicate salaries in different families. Mm-hmm. And once that entire exercise was done, you had people of the white race standing right in front. You had and color somewhere in the middle. And almost by and large, all of the African people that were part of this program um, standing right at the back. And this is just a microcosm I think of what Africa is currently going through in a country where you have the mass of the population um, still disadvantaged by apartheid by the legacy of apartheid, and we need to be discussing ways to advantage this particular group of people so that we are all playing on an equal level, okay so so here 's uh, the level. thought i think so I think you.
1: ways to advantage the disadvantage in proportion. That means the most disadvantage needs the biggest perks to disadvantage. them. I think every one of us agrees. I certainly agree with that. And then proportionately, you go lower down or higher as, as you get up the ladder, right? But, and that may be a long-term, that's an economic issue for government, right? Uh, in, in the short term, however, the the pronouncements from people about, you know, we've been... Equally uh, or unequally advantaged or disadvantaged and there's elements of racism uh, from different groupings um, and and whether it's individuals or or groups how do we resolve that uh, you know fairly fairly quickly Zakira
3: well I mean I don't think you can do it without racial categorization our stance has has been that we want to look towards a society, a non-racial society where race wouldn't matter, but race certainly does matter now. So we would have to recognise racial groups in order to advantage certain groups and to give them um, some sort of a, a head start to keep up to, to the advantage it was given to groups previously. Um, when it comes to the de- debates about, I mean, which group was advantaged over another group, or like you said, the fifty shades of grey. I think there must be a recognition in South Africa that yes, certain groups were advantaged amongst other groups within in the, the category of black. So Indian colours were given a certain advantage over um their African comrades during during But, but the am African I right era. in saying
1: that's not in dispute? Am I right? That it's not, it, I don't think people dispute that, do they?
3: Um well I mean we've we've seen the debates taking place currently around uh Mr Julius Malema's statements. Um I don't think there's I mean, I mean, some people may dispute the fact um, that there was—I mean, everyone was oppressed together. But I think that point needs to be emphasised that there were def- different levels of 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 oppression, but there was oppression all the same. Um, I'm not too sure what your question is with regards to how we solve that. Now, perhaps we mm-hmm. could repeat it.
1: Well, well, the question is here: yeah, What do we do? So, that there are economic issues that hopefully government needs to, you know, from that original RDB plan and a whole lot of other things and gear and whatever else they were doing. They need to resolve the economic disparities. The land issue is another one, but that's one part of it. What What do we do in the short term to to very urgently start talking about how how are we going to treat people of other race groups, because that issue is being pronounced and amplified to, on a daily basis, and that undermines uh, certainly nation building.
3: Well, I think we need to be looking at us uh, at two levels, one at a national level and one at a more local level. So on a national level, I think, and I can only speak from the perspective of civil society here, uh, mm-hmm. um, because I'm part of civil society, I think we need to strengthen um, what I would call the Interracial Network of South Africa. Um, So this would be coordinating anti-racism activities throughout the country. Um, So there's a single driven approach towards tackling racism. And this would include working with government. So we've been working very closely, for example, with the Department of Justice around um, various issues regarding racism, the hate crimes, well, etc. We've been commenting on these issues. And it would require a national collective and concerted effort towards addressing racism. That's on a macro level. On a micro level, I think organizations who are being part of this network can look at instituting anti-racism plans in their local communities. And this is it, it, it's not complicated stuff. If you look at what it took in place at Pretoria Girls School, it took the effort of one child, Suleka Patel and her group of friends, to stand up to what she felt were racist policies within the school, um, got the necessary media attention, it got the school to review the type of policies that the that, 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 that children were being subjected to at that particular school. Um, and if we have churches, schools, mosques, businesses, mm. sports organizations doing similar sort of initiatives within their own sectors, I think we can go a large
1: way towards combating racism in this country. Yeah, it's a good point. I, I certainly would be would love to be a part of it. I think it's very important. My, Michael Morris, comment on that. That I means away from politicians, but civil society is saying, "Only oh, we have race problems. There needs to be bigger outreaches with each other to understand each other very, very quickly, so that so that we can then learn to live with each other." Your thoughts on that?
4: Yes, yeah. You know, I think every effort to, to bring people together, to get them to to, to to debate things, to get to know each other, is is, is obviously a good thing. Um, <clears throat> equally, you know, the, the kind of debate we have in this society is as this this very discussion is, is an example of it. is very helpful. It gets people, you know, Lawrence and Collins and Tulani's contributing to a conversation which they probably wouldn't have in any other forum. Um so, so all, all these things are are, are certainly, certainly very very effective but I mean, our, our view really is that if you want to look for a, an example of a of a national concerted effort to do something about the imbalances in our society, then the empowerment policy is really it, and the problem is it has failed, and we think it's failed largely because it's it's founded on that the fundamental error of using race as its as its as its heart, if you like instead of using the primary agent of change in society, which is the economy. What we want to do is to change living standards in households across the country, that people feel differently about their lives, they feel they've got a stake in society, they feel they've got a future, their schools are working, they've got jobs, and so on. you know, which is not in any way to mm. to to, to, de- to denigrate or, or to or to or to, to minimize okay. the impact of. of All right, TV. we've we've uh, got
1: about a minute, just under a minute to go. I'll put this to both of you. So, so one, uh, I think the example of you know communities interacting is great. The issue of economic change we know about, which is more long term, uh, but but the other is the immediate thought, right? Um, Zaka how do we deal with with racist elements um, in society, in our families? Not simply those that get caught out, as that lady got caught out in the plane, people that we engage with on an everyday basis. How, how should we be dealing with them? And you've got about two, most, 30 seconds to make it, a point, right?
3: It, it's probably the most difficult uh, type of thing to challenge a family member who's making a mm. racist comment. But I think it requires bravery, it requires courage of individuals who are progressive within those families to stand up at a bride, to stand up at a dinner when someone uses the K-word, when someone makes a racist comment, and challenge that person. Um, you don't uh, I mean, you need to be disrespectful in the way you challenge the person, but critique the person, um, share your views, and make it clear that you will not, t- you will not tolerate racism in your presence.
1: Do, do you get a sense very quickly that that hasn't been done to a large degree so that people have just accepted that others have a different view and just moved on with it?
3: I think so, I think we've normalized racism and we've allowed racism to be normalized within our within our families, within our communities. and um, it's it's up to to those who think differently to challenge it, and I'm sure there's many people who do stand for anti-racism who are non-racialists, who are non-racialists and who should have the courage to do so. Okay,
1: I'm gonna, that's where we're going to have to leave it, I'm afraid. Feel free, both of you, to tweet further thoughts on this issue. Zakir Avani from the Ahmed Kathrada Foundation, Michael Morris from the Institute of Race Relations. That game, the World Cup game, just about getting into injury time now, the 89th minute, it's Russia 3, Egypt 1. If it stays that way, by my calculations, Egypt will be out of the World Cup ahead of their last game. Let's get to the nightly drama now. It's called The Book of Zone 6.